You can listen to The Professional Left on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, or at our website, professionalleft.blogspot.com, where you can also contribute to this podcast. There is a PayPal button at our website, or you can mail us a letter and or contribution at P.O. Box 9133, Springfield, Illinois, 62791. This is the podcast for Thanksgiving weekend, 2013. It's not safe for work. Recorded live from just outside the Dinesh D'Souza Twitter trash can. It's the professional left with Drift Glass and Blue Gal. He didn't delete it fast enough, that Dinesh D'Souza. Calling Barack Obama the Trayvon Martin in the White House, that was not very nice. It will not affect him in any way. (laughs) But he's the intellectual powerhouse of the right. He's one of them. He's one of the many people who's been cited as the future of the uh, future of the right. Who's been called out as you know the the one of the great leaders and thinkers of the conservative movement, which pretty much explains all you need to know about the conservative movement. And didn't he lose his job for stuff he said or for who he was? No, for he's sleeping with. On yeah, he was conventions sleeping. and junkets for the on behalf of the university he was yeah. having an affair. Yeah, he's yeah. So. He, he's uh, according to his Wikipedia page, he's a former Reagan policy analyst, <laughs> and uh, with a giant stick up his butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> American, Except when it comes to talking about Barack Obama and Trayvon Martin on Twitter. American Enterprise Institute, Heritage Foundation, okay. Hoover Institute, the whole schmear. And the check's always clear So yeah. for him. Poor Alec Baldwin. What ha- what the hell happened? Poor Alec Baldwin. Rachel Maddow has to go to prison on Friday nights again. Every Friday from now on, she has to go back to prison. She's going to start just start drinking before her show starts. <laughs> I got your cocktail <laughs> moment. It comes on. Right when Chris Hayes is wrapping yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to mix a, a special cocktail this weekend. It's, it's going to be called the something sucker, I think. The, <laughs> I don't know, the pucker sucker, the sock sucker, sock sucker the pouch sucker, Lock something. Sucker. We're not sure what it'll be called. Sock yeah. sucker. <laughs> yes, Alec Baldwin said something very mean to uh, uh, and, and potentially uh, gay bashing. Mm. Um, what, what he said is not entirely clear. It sounds like he said something uh, pretty uh, cruel. Uh, thus... To, to a paparazzi who was stalking his wife and new child, mm-hmm. who he warned off and who just came right back at him. And he called him a couple of words and uh, got into his car and drove away. And thus, in one really fell swoop, destroying New, York, New York's reputation as a Disney-esque, G-rated, uh, family-friendly vacation spot. Because nobody ever says shit like that that in New York ever before on the street to people who are assholes to them or in Chicago or in Boston or anywhere else. So Alec Baldwin has now been fired from MSNBC. They reached a mutual agreement to part company, which means he was fired from MSNBC by Phil Griffith, the same guy who got rid of uh, uh, Keith Olbermann, the same guy who put Alec Baldwin on the first place and thought that was a good idea. And then decided, oh, my goodness, he's a, he's a sweary kind of angry man. And off camera, this, again, this didn't happen on the air. It happened uh, far away from the cameras. Yeah. But it was caught on tape, so he has to go. Uh, the same person who uh, I believe yanked Phil Donahue off the air for looking liberal, yep. for appearing to be liberal uh, at the wrong time, which was during the Bush administration. And even though he had, the, I think, the highest rated show on cable or certainly the highest rated show on MSNBC at the time, first, at fir- first, Phil Donahue was required to put on two conservatives for every liberal he put on, which makes him different than Meet the Press in that he had to put liberals on. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but the balance was because he is so clearly a flaming liberal himself. Mm-hmm. Um, equal the, time. There has to be equal time, right? Terrified 
you know, bedwetters who run MSNBC had to put on extra conservatives so they wouldn't make conservatives angry. And in that same vein, of course, they turned around and gave uh, a giant uh, turd like Joe Scarborough three hours, three hours of in air the every fucking morning from now until the end of time. It doesn't matter what he says. It doesn't matter how many douchebags he put on, puts on the air. It doesn't matter how many conservative hacks or centrist hacks or Mark Halpern, who's pretty much all of the above. He's bulletproof, and he gets paid a staggering amount of money. Joe Scarborough gets paid a shitload of money mm-hmm. to be a big right-wing tool. I think we found out it was something like $99,000 a week. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah, it's, it's it's an awful lot of money. And uh, But yeah, Alec Baldwin said something mean over his shoulder to uh, paparazzi, so he had to be fired. Now, what makes this hilarious to me, uh, elevates it to the level of hilarity, are a, a couple of things. Uh, the first, the first being my wife is, is highlighting the, uh, <laughs> some of our notes. But yes, we, we are noting that Alex, Alex Baldwin was not actually let go from MSNBC. <laughs> He's transitioning to, uh, his new job, making special guest appearances on low winter sun as the, <laughs> as the foul mouth, wacky cop, John D Jack Donaghy, yeah. who's yeah. seen it all and is uh, bitter and, and, uh, <laughs> as at the end of his career. And he only has like 11 days left to retirement. Um, <laughs> If you've never heard of Low Winter Sun, congratulations, you're in the majority. Everybody's heard of Low Winter Sun. It's yeah. the show you turn off after yeah. Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad, and there's this, oh, crap, who wants to watch this crap? Yeah. I just want to lay back and have a cigarette and talk about this with my wife. Mm. Um, <laughs> you don't smoke. No, I don't. I'm saying a figurative cigarette. Figurative. A literal wife who is yeah. literal wife. a Joe Bidenly literal and one Literally. And who uh, who I am a, a person who I'm very thankful I am married to and I have me a, too I'm ma- so, thankful for our marriage very top much. of my Thanksgiving list yep. but the reason the 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 Alec Baldwin firing uh, was is so I don't know is delicious the wrong word uh, <laughs> is it, it well and it's it's a souffle I made in my own kitchen that no one outside of the the liberals who read my blog and the conservative the four conservatives who read it and the few people who listen to this podcast actually it's not a few. Actually, it's in the many thousands now, which yeah, is kind of, kind of freaking us we're, out. We're grateful. We've we've had quite a boost in the past few weeks. We so. have, and mysteriously so. Welcome. So thank you. But the thing that, that makes it so delicious is that not just that Laura Logan uh, got her. She got put in the um, the naughty box. The naughty box that that no the Mark Alfred box. Mark Hel- the Mark Alfred thirty day box. That's yeah. what we're calling it, right? <laughs> yeah. So Alec Baldwin shoots a really shitty, mean comment over his shoulder. Uh, that is probably uh, anti-gay, probably cruelly anti-gay, at a photographer who is stalking his family, and he gets fired. Laura Logan spends a year putting together a gigantic Benghazi lie, and then using the Tiffany network, using the house that Walter Cronkite built, she delivers to the wingnuts the absolute confirmation of their every dark Kenyan usurper fantasy Mm -hmm. about what really happened in Benghazi. Spent a year on this. And then it turns out that the whole thing was a lie. That the person she interviewed, who was the pillar of her story, was a fraud. That he had lied to his employer. That he lied to the FBI. Well, uh, no, apparently he, he told the truth he to told his them employer the and the FBI and lied to the television camera. But CBS and Laura Logan lied to their listeners and viewers. Yes. By, by not pointing out that his book was going to be published by CBS. Yes. And... <laughs> By the, by the Mary Matlin, Mary Matlin subdivision yes. of the crazy right-wing harridan 
Mary Matlin, who works for CBS, who works for uh, Simon & Schuster that's owned by CBS, cranking out Republican trash. So they, and this guy was about to make a, pay him to be on to say all this shit. Yes. So they, they were effectively gave him a book contract. They were paying him. They, they didn't give him a sack of cash. They gave him a book contract that was and they were using uh, CBS CBS's premiere show to pimp his book. And it turned out what what Laura Logan took a year to research, it took a, a other reporters about a week to disassemble. Because they actually called people who would know what they were talking about and said, so this, did this guy's story hold up? No, no, he's lying. Yeah. Boom. And she, you know, she, uh, I give her credit, the next week she went on the air for 49 seconds at the very, very, very end of the show to say, yeah, we got that wrong. Sorry. And that was it. So she's in the penalty box now. and uh, But she isn't fired. She's not going anywhere. She's she she's on leave. Well, uh, and as, as far why. as... Lindsey Graham is concerned that apology and that lie thing never happened. No, because, you know, he can just he can just suck that right down the memory hole and say there really is something bad about Benghazi. But out there, there's Richard Cohen, who yeah. still, for inexplicable reason, has a job at The Washington Post cranking at one hideously bad, ill-informed piece of crap. Our, our nine year old can write better than Richard Cohen. Yeah. Yeah. Really? But our nine year old doesn't have friends that Richard Cohen has who yeah, keep propping his his corpse up and putting him in the <laughs> shop window and putting little little threads on his hand so he can wave and pretend to be alive. And it, our media is full of people like that. Mm -hmm. So it's not just funny because Richard Cohen still has a job and Mark Halpern still has a job and Newt Gingrich doesn't just have a job. He has his own fucking television show mm -hmm. and Rush Limbaugh still exists on the face of the earth, all of whom deserve to be sacked. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't include Chuck Todd because we just stipulate Chuck Todd. <laughs> I didn't include David Brooks because he's, you know, going through the breakup of his marriage and isn't currently writing. And who knows? He might come back as a all this time might have spent as a caterpillar that he's going to bust out as a, a bright monarch butterfly and start writing really good stuff about how awful he was and how he's sorry he spent the last 30 years lying to us. I doubt it. But we're going to let him alone, leave him alone until he writes another crappy column. No, the, the one that, that just makes it especially tasty is uh, Andrew Sullivan. Mm -hmm. Andrew Sullivan, who has spent the last, I don't know, month or so, just pounding the crap out of Alec Baldwin. He's a violent, homophobic bigot. He has no business being blah, blah, blah. Those fucking liberals and their fucking double standards. Yeah, he apologized, but screw him and his stupid apology. You know, that wasn't sincere. And yeah, he dragged out his gay hairdresser friend. Oh, God, yeah, who, oh, et cetera, et cetera. So nothing Alec Baldwin said or did made Andrew Sullivan happy, and he just kept pounding at him. Mind you, the thing that makes this even more interesting is that Andrew Sullivan's basically ripped off the entire conservative critique from liberals. Mm -hmm. he, he took our stuff, our liberal critique of the right, and has filed the serial numbers off and is now passing it off as true conservatism. That's his career now. That is his whole job. But get into, the, get into uh, Andrew so, Sullivan's friend. Well, here's the point. The only liberal Andrew Sullivan ever actually mentions by name is Alec Baldwin. Yeah. And just to kick the shit out of him, kick him around the block. What he said was unforgivable, homophobic, and I'm glad MSNBC did the right thing by firing him. Mm -hmm. Got that? Yep. See, it turns out Andrew Sullivan has a friend named Niall Ferguson. Mm -hmm. um, you, might have, you might remember him from such hits as the horribly homophobic things that Niall Ferguson has said mm -hmm. and the horrible lies that Niall Ferguson told about Obamacare and the budget in Time magazine. And when it was Niall Ferguson using Time magazine 
to float his horribly premeditated, carefully thought out, carefully edited and written down lies, his incredibly destructive things he was saying. His good friend Andrew Sullivan did scold him for that. But when it came to actually firing him for what he said, he's like, hey, let's not get crazy here. I'm not in favor of firing people over this kind of stuff. He should be sorry about it. He should apologize. But I'm not in favor of firing people for things like that. That's crazy talk, says Andrew Sullivan, when it's his friend, Niall Ferguson. Mind you, Niall Ferguson didn't shout something over his shoulder. He sat down and wrote a long article, in which he told a whole bunch of lies. And Andrew Sullivan stuck by his friend. And then later, Niall Ferguson said something that was really horribly homophobic. Horribly homophobic. And... But because he's Andrew Sullivan's friend, Andrew Sullivan said, yeah, he said it, but he apologized and he's sincere in his apology. And he's been my friend. He stood up at my wedding. I can personally vouch for his character. He is not a homophobic person. This was just a thing he said and he should be forgiven for it. He apologized. Let's not not forget specifically what Niall Ferguson said this year about Keynesian economics. Yes. Would you care to? I I sure would. (laughs) Ferguson asked his audience. He was talking about how Keynesian You know, Keynesian economics isn't based on real world views. You know why? Because John Maynard Keynes was gay and had no children. And he liked to talk about poetry. And so it's only logical that Keynes would take a selfish worldview of economics because he was an effete member of society. Of course. (laughs) So Keynes being gay and not having children led to the fact that we could just wipe out his whole economic theory based on the fact that he's gay. Because what do those queers know anyway? (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. So And so then Andrew Sullivan said I don't, I don't think he should be fired. You no, know. no, no, no. Those are I'm sorry, those are two separate things. It was the oh. it was the horribly bad Time magazine article where Niall Ferguson lied about Obamacare oh. and lied about the economy that Andrew Sullivan took him to task for it right up to the point where he was people are talking about firing him. Yeah. And Andrew Sullivan says you don't fire people for this sort of thing. That's just that's taking it way too far. And then this same asshole decided he would roll out his rustic views on gays. And Andrew Sullivan decided to leap to his defense when he did that. The point being that Andrew Sullivan finds an infinite well of compassion and forgiveness for people who are personal friends of Andrew Sullivan. When you're a liberal and you're not a friend of Andrew Sullivan, fuck you, you're fired. I'm glad they did it. You're a bigot. You're a violent bigot. You have no business. And goddamn, this is the part that just sells it. Goddamn those liberals and their double standards. Yep. Yep. Fuck you, Andrew. <laughs> Fuck you with Very a sharp stick. <laughs> Fuck you with a steam hammer. Why don't you man up <laughs> and actually debate someone who can make you look stupid one of these days instead of hiding behind your no comment section. I'll put readers up. I'll put up controversial opinions, but none of none. No controversial opinions that I actually that actually bite into me personally. Yep. But you don't do that. so And don't go after my career. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that the only time he emailed you? Was, yes. Why are you was, going after my He got really mad at me for, for making it personal. That he <laughs> done these things for careerist reasons. <laughs> Which is hard for me to, you know, you know I, I didn't, and I'm not going to go into what the email exchange was, but the only time he's ever mailed, emailed it. Mind you, there used to be a thing called the Weblog Awards or the Webby Awards. Yeah. And he and I were the, were the last two winners. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I do. You won for, for group blog, and I won for individual writing. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you'd think he'd extend me just the courtesy. <laughs> but I'm a liberal. And as a liberal, I don't exist in Andrew Sullivan's universe. Because letting liberals, other than Alec Baldwin, the violent homophobic bigot, uh, into his little tea party over there, 
would start to raise all kinds of really uncomfortable questions about, well, well, aren't you basically just mouthing the same shit we've been saying for 30 years? And as a public intellectual, don't you kind of look stupid running to steal another page from the liberal playbook and then passing it off as conservatism? And what the fuck kind of conservatism are you even talking about? Because this academic Burkean nonsense that you're talking about when you talk about conservatism has nothing to do with American conservatism in this country for the last half century. And how did you fucking miss that? And pardon all my swearing, but you know, well, the it is Thanksgiving. Jar. The kitty jar. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that. And, and while Laura Logan sits in the Mark Halperin penalty box. Yes. So I'm not uh, particularly. What, what's not, Dan Rather doing? Yes, over the corner. <laughs> over the corner, Dan Rather's buying drinks for the band. Yeah. Just shaking yeah. his head, buying drinks for the band, going. And I'm not particularly hacked off at, I know it sounds that way, I'm not particularly pissed off at Andrew Sullivan or Laura Logan, or I'm pissed off that the spectrum of reaction mm -hmm. that comes with being a liberal, a centrist, and a conservative in the same media universe are so wildly different. Mm -hmm. Rush Limbaugh, Sean Hannity get paid to tell vicious, hateful, homophobic, xenophobic, racist lies to right-wing nutjobs every fucking day of their lives. And they get well-paid for doing it, and they're never going to lose that job. Centrists get paid a lot of money. Not to, to tell mention people, misogynistic. You yes, well, yeah, of course, because I'm a guy. <laughs> um, centrists like Chuck Todd and Mark Halpern get paid, and Andrew Sullivan get paid to, to tell a slightly different lie, which is, the people on the right are no different than the people on the left. The extremes on both sides are what's the problem. And the only time they ever get in trouble is when they get caught sucking up to conservatives and it blowing up in their face. And then they have to go for a 30-minute out timeout in the penalty box or 30-day timeout in the penalty box. And then comes the liberals. Then comes Dan Rather, who tells a true story with a false piece of evidence that he was dumb enough to use without vetting, and he's fired, and his career is over. Phil Donahue who was silly enough to be a liberal during the time of the Bush administration and lost his job over it. And now Alec Baldwin, who said something mean and hateful over his shoulder and has been fired by the same people who fired Keith Olbermann. So I have no, no real pity at this point for anyone in the media. I'm real tired, frankly, of seeing Chris Hayes putting David Sirota on the air. Yeah, yeah. David Sirota can talk about Colorado all he wants. That's great. Terrific. School board, Colorado, environment, that's fantastic. But when you're putting David Sirota on the air to talk about Iran mm -hmm. and you're putting him on the air right now. positive that's a holiday week, though. He, doesn't, yeah. he can't get well, anybody yeah. else, but it's personal friend David Sirota to but come on. So. Back to back, you had, you had um, Chris Hayes putting Paul Wolfowitz on. Yeah. Now, mind you, he put Paul Wolfowitz on the air specifically. Paul Wolfowitz. To specifically yell at him. To yeah. yell at him for all the stupid shit he used to say and, and wrote about. And don't you feel stupid now that your worldview has fallen apart? Then he put David Sirota on the air to talk about Iran, not mentioning the fact that not six weeks ago, David Sirota had a giant article in Salon reaming out Barack Obama as a warmongering monster who clearly had it in his head to invade Syria because he's a narcissist. And it's going to cost us billions of dollars and it's going to cost us everything because Barack Obama is a warmongering narcissist who just exists to make his generals happy and bomb people. And, and it's turning out that's just not true. And so <laughs> and no one's asking David Sirota so, about his column six weeks ago. And you had so you had Paul Wolfowitz on Chris Hayes specifically so you could mock him and rightly so for the silly, foolish, destructive shit he had said in the past. 
And you had David Sirota on to talk about peace and peace treaties and American foreign policy. And you never bothered to mention that a couple of months ago, David Sirota had written this terribly awful, stinky pile of shit column for Salon because David Sirota is your friend. Just like Niall Ferguson is Andrew Sullivan's friend. Just like Mark Halpern is somebody's friend. Just like Richard Cohen is somebody's friend. There's this place in the media where we where we don't talk hard talk to people who are our friends because they're our friends. Mm-hmm. And that's fine until you pivot and start holding other people to a different standard. Yeah. And that's when it gets right under my skin. So anyway, Speaking of different standards, yeah. I want to talk about the Pope. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Susie on Facebook, thank you, Susie, for writing me and, and writing all of us, uh, mentioned that the Pope asked the question, yeah. how can it be that it is not a news item when an elderly homeless person dies of exposure, but it is news when the stock market loses two points? Yeah. And Maria Bartiromo knows. She does. <laughs> she knows why that she, is. <laughs> and her new, for, from her new perch at Fox News. Yeah, by the way, which she has been auditioning for for how many years over yeah. at CNBC? Yeah. Well, her, so. her final her final turn was uh, slapping Alex Perrine around mm-hmm. for suggesting that maybe it was a good thing that uh, we were fining. Jamie Dimon. Jamie Dimon. Well, Jamie uh, Dimon made a lot of money for people on Wall Street, so why should we? Well, the New York Times says he was guilty. Oh, the New York Times, excuse me. <laughs> she, made little, little, she made little hand-wavy gestures. Oh, the New York Times, oh, well, oh, big deal. Yeah. That was the sage financial advice from The Money Honey on CNBC. The Money Honey on who, CNBC, yeah. Who only had, again, we're repeating what we said last week, but it's in sort of the same continuum, whose ability to cash her paycheck went way up when um, David Gregory started putting her on, on uh, Meet the Press. Meet the Press, yeah. You know, that this was is... not on our show. That was in the car, honey. Oh, yeah, that's right. You're talking to me about that in the car. Yeah, but it's, it, it's <laughs> yeah, I, I do that. I really do. He does. We podcast while we're driving someplace. We do. In our heads, yes. We do. But we, we don't podcast. We're actually just driving right now. <laughs> no, we're not. And pretending to podcast. Can we talk about Hobby Lobby for a minute? Yeah. I never want to ever set foot in a Hobby Lobby ever I again. And I, I've only set foot in a Hobby Lobby a couple times in my life because their stuff is cheap, plastic, fake Christianist crap. But yeah, yeah. besides that, um, you know, I'm a knitter and someone that does buy cheap yarn for church projects. And I'm a churchgoer and I'm the person that Hobby Lobby should want to at least not piss off. But they are now in a Supreme Court case to uh, prevent their employees from having coverage for birth control and morning after pills, et cetera. And because their owner is a Christianist patriarch who wants to tell his female employees and frankly, the spouses of those female employees yeah. what to do with their bodies. Yeah. Let's let's be clear who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah. And uh, I mean, I'm preaching to the choir here, so I'm not going to go on for about it for too long, but forget it, Hobby Lobby. Ah! There's there's just no way any of my money is ever coming to you, your way. So no, no. we're done. Yeah. Uh, let's read some gratitude notes here. And I yeah. I do have that letter that we got at the end. So that was a that was a stark but uh, lovely transition there, Blue Gal. Thank you. <laughs> Wendy on Facebook had a lovely comment. She said I am grateful for the opportunity given me by Obamacare to continue freelancing, which allows me the flexibility to volunteer at school with my teenagers before they leave the nest all too soon. 
I got my first bill for insurance last week, and it may be the first time getting a bill in the mail made me smile. Oh, yeah. It's nice to hear. Yeah. And then uh, why don't you read Bill's Facebook comment? All right. And these are from real people. Real I didn't people. In- he didn't make these up. I, I didn't invent these. Sometimes I do that, but no, my wife says I can't do that anymore. No, can't, you can't do that, period. Okay. Ready? Yes. All right. I'm thankful for world peace and single-payer health care and reasonable legislators at the local, county, state, and federal levels and non-commercialized Christmas and open, transparent government and responsible use of taxpayer dollars and Zappadan. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to go take my meds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Zappadan starts on Monday, by the way. <gasps> yeah. The conversions of... It is the last day that Frank Zappa refused to die uh-huh. is December 2nd, and I believe it's December 21st is his birthday. So between death and life, we celebrate Frank Zappa for all of the wonderful things that he was and keep him alive during that time when he there is no Frank. So we have Hanukkah, Thanksgiving, and Zappa, Zappa Day, Day. All, all in one weekend. Roughly yep. convergent. Well, that's very exciting. Yeah. So celebrate Zappadan any way you want. Yes, Mike. Mike on Facebook is grateful for his new grandson. Yay. All two pounds and a bit of him. Oh, Oh, it sounds like a preemie. That's a little baby. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They are doing a lot of wonderful work keeping preemies alive. And uh, that's we're very glad that your grandson is doing all right. And Mike says he wishes his mom was still around to see the new baby. That's nice to hear. Yeah. Lauren says, I'm grateful to have my pottery studio running again after my divorce. Creativity is the is the root of my soul. Yeah, and creativity is how you get over being divorced. Yeah. That's really great. Congratulations, Lauren. Molly says, thankful for my healthy family and my health hanging in there, and we have a secure roof over our heads and food in the kitchen. More than many folks have, so we never take that for granted. Uh Let's skip. I'm going to read Bobby's because it's so long. Okay. Because I, I can't read so good, no, but you go Bobby's ahead. Bobby's a personal friend of mine, so. Okay. Why don't you read Meredith's? I will. Meredith says, I'm grateful for the Professional Left podcast. Oh, thanks. Thanks, Mom. And Meredith is not your mom. Jenna says, grateful that my kitty is better and for the health of my friends and family. Yay. And Bobby wrote me and said, I couldn't watch the HBO feature interviewing Dick Cheney. <laughs> Yeah. He, lo- he loves his daughters is the only positive thing I can say about him. Still, I'm thankful for both of us being in in fairly good health and for family and friends, even if they are far flung. I'm thankful that we now have a composter, even if I forgot to put any leaves into it. <laughs> and I have to wait now until the snow dries some. I'm ever so grateful that we have an executive branch who, again, believes in talking out differences before sending in troops. I am thankful for the troops who have been arriving home and the joy that their children show when they see them. I am thankful that my sisters can now get mammograms and pap smears again. I am so thankful for Elizabeth Warren and the idiotic Republicans that thought blocking her was such a great idea that she is now a senator. (laughs) I do hope she stays there and does the great things that Massachusetts senators and congresspeople have helped our country to in the past. And even for Harry Reid finally getting his dander up enough after five years, allowing some appointees to no longer twist in the wind. And lastly, I'm grateful for that comment a season or so ago on The Good Wife that had an opposing attorney tell Alicia with a smirk that progressives love to compromise when a progressive judge gave in to a stupidly mean request of the opposition. 
It explained so much in so little that I had always wondered regarding why Democrats didn't go farther and do more when they had majorities. Yep, we're That's trained that way. Uh, you want to do this one? I'll do Tim. Yeah. I'm thankful for you and Blue Gal, the time we had with my dad who passed away in April. I'm thankful for the fact that we are all God's children. Keep up the good work. Yeah, thank you, Tim. Yeah. Uh, David Cagle is a uh, political cartoonist who wrote us on Twitter. And he said, I'm grateful for getting a full-time permanent job for the first time since 2009. Congratulations, David. And we just got a very a very long letter in from uh, JR. Oh. And I, I don't know if we'll have time to read it. We might have to paste it in later. I'm just going to let you know. It's a, it's a long letter and it involves... I haven't been able to read it over thoroughly, but it's. Uh, I'll certainly respond personally if we don't respond on the air. Well, I'll read the last two lines because that's really, really great. Thanks for literally being a lifeline this year and helping me find the strength to keep on going. Conservatives have one more liberal to kick around in 2013. And for that, I truly give thanks to you, too. Yeah. We appreciate that very much. Let's read. Uh, can you read Blue Girls? I can read Blue Girls. Blue Girl is grateful. This is not Blue Gal. This is No, Blue this Girl. is my friend Blue Girl, who we, we've yeah. known each other for a long time because everyone gets us mixed up. But it, She's grateful that she can do a celebration this year. Last year, I was still learning how to swallow again and needed a walker. Now, no cane. Yay. Yay. And, and I'm also grateful. Uh, our fellow blogger, Tex Betsy, uh -huh. is uh, walking and working and just doing great. She's really made a lot of progress, and we're so grateful for her health and well-being. And do you want to read Doug's letter? I'd be happy to. My wife and I have been loyal listeners for about three years. More than loyal, really. Let's say avid. Okay, no, that's even wrong. More like rabid listeners. So you're scaring me here, Doug. <laughs> we are also strong supporters with monthly donations to help subsidize your very important contribution to our sanity and belief that there are really folks living on this planet who are not driven by greed for money and influenced by corporate money that pollutes or, worse, perverts American politics with Fox News-like drudgery. Although I'm happy to be corrupted just a little bit. <laughs> you don't care, really care about money. You just like to have enough. I like to have it. <laughs> uh, You're making I... me laugh because once you have it, you give it away. That's uh, true. If I may quote Jack Donaghy, <laughs> money can't buy happiness. Money is happiness. <laughs> <laughs> You don't believe that. No, That's I don't. The funniest don't. part about it is he'll say things like that, and then yeah. it's like, we'll get money, and it goes to bills, and then you're really, then you're really grateful when we pay oh, the yeah. bill. You're, yeah. You're much more grateful when we've paid a bill than we are when big money comes in. Like we have never written you yet, but it was my idea to break our silence. His wife is extremely passionate about all the left issues you go over weekly, and clearly. There is no other outlet like yours that just puts it out there honestly, clearly, and with the passion for truth that you have week in and week out. So you need to know that we are not just donors and listeners, but you actually touch and affect our lives every week of the year. Oh, that's very sweet. Mm -hmm. As we come into Thanksgiving season, we always reflect on the mutual things I'm sure you give thanks for. Your family and friends' health, relative financial ability to meet bills and do the things that make you happy, and help guide your children's lives and make a difference in some way, somehow. We have, 12, we have a 12-year-old son and are celebrating our 30th wedding anniversary in June. Congratulations. Yeah. And so, indeed, there are many things for us to be thankful for. I'm writing mainly, though, to tell you that as a somewhat moderate or middle-of-the-line Democrat who used to vote Republican when my father was president of a company that had a union shop actually threatened his life during a shutdown, I have learned so much about the right and dispelled so much myth about it and the wealthy or seemingly wealthy and much of 
that has been learned by me in the last couple of years listening to you. I did not know that Fox News was not real news until I heard you say so. Mm. My wife already knew it, but having you explain why and that corporate-driven media, parenthesis, like if you say something against the powerful insurance industry, you lose your donors and your advertising money, etc., close parentheses, prohibits real truth. Example, global, global warming. I'll keep this short, as I am sure you will have other letters to read, but know this. You make a difference in our lives every week, and we are loyal to you and your weekly contributions to our sanity, and we can't wait until Friday for the next installment to post. Oh, darn you. We're hooked on Breaking Bad now. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Excellent. We may have a marathon this weekend watching it if we can get some time, some alone time. Not appropriate for our 12-year-old for sure. And before that, you hooked us on Battlestar Galactica. Keep it coming, your loyal fans. And I'm not going to name their names. We'll just yeah. say D and A. Yay. Yay. Thank you Thank so you much. very much. You guys are so sweet. All your kind words. We deeply appreciate it. We do. And I am very grateful to be married to you, Drift Glass. You too, baby. Very much so. Each week we post to our Facebook page and website an Internet Kitty sent in by you, the listeners. This week's Internet Kitty is Oscar. Oscar makes himself at home just about anywhere. You might call him semi-feral. But bachelor is probably a better term. <laughs> He's, he is in this picture hanging out inside the back window of listener J.E. from Indiana's very old BMW 3. That's a classic car. Yeah. You can send your internet kitty to us at our email address, proleftpodcast at gmail.com, or you can also write to both of us. Feel free to write us. We do love hearing from you. Be aware if you write us at any of our addresses, we reserve the right to read your email or U.S. Postal Service. Go Postal Unions! Letter on the air, unless you say otherwise. Hey, Drift Glass, how are the Internet Kitties doing this week? Well, Blue Gal, the Internet Kitties are all set up to replace that sock sucker, Alec Baldwin. Let's think about living. Let's think about loving. Let's think about the hooping and the hopping and the bopping and the loving, lovey dovey. Let's forget about the wine and the crying, the shooting and the dying, and the fellow with a switchblade knife. Let's think about living. Let's think about life. The Professional Life Podcast is recorded under a Creative Commons license. Copyright 2013. Drift Glass Blue Gal Podcast.